welcome to a special edition of the Nationals Buttons MASHcast. I'm Jarrett, and I'm here with Nick Zelenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? And Mikey Kenny. I think I just heard someone jump off a bridge. <laughs> so everyone is not doing good, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> never mind. I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go to that later. one way to kick off your 4th of July. <laughs> Let's celebrate your independence from life. (laughs) Everybody's celebrating. Mike is like, why won't you people leave me alone? Seriously, like people can't even commit suicide on good days. (laughs) Wow, this is going to be a dark one. Did you hear? I don't know. This may have been local to uh, to to Atlanta news, but apparently, some somebody shot themselves. In, I guess they parked their car in like a park or something and they shot themselves to kill, kill themselves and somebody was coming by to investigate like why is this person just sitting here and I guess as the bullet left the the suicide person it hit the bystander and killed them also hmm. why are we talking about this you know what happened today is <laughs> on the high five where like the two like two or three of the biggest highway intersections meet someone got on the highest bridge and threatened to jump off of it Wow, you weren't joking about hearing somebody jump off a bridge then. Oh, so you were so serious. So he, he blocked, like, he took out all the major intersections of that area, causing traffic to back up Well, he's just miles. an asshole. I was like, I hope at least it was a good show for people. <laughs> like, Blocking was, traffic like that. I'll be pissed if that happened to me. If, so I, was, if I, would, I was stuck in traffic on the Ben Franklin because somebody was starting to jump, I'd say jump. Jump Make so it we worth can. Our time. <laughs> yeah. You know, Move and you that's... know what? I hope you, if you can't handle life now, imagine what your life is going to be like now. Because now you're going to go to jail for attempted suicide, or I'm sorry, a loony bin. Well, they will study and pick, poke, and prod your ass and give you all sorts of drugs to fuck your brain. Jesus. Okay. Welcome to <laughs> <laughs> our special edition Fourth of July podcast. <laughs> what an go intro, America. Yeah, no. <laughs> talking about shooting people. That's a hot topic right now. <laughs> you know, gun control. It, it is America. And mental do, health. Do, do, do love our guns. You know, gun control and mental health. Bam, right there. Fourth of July podcast. <laughs> National's Bar- That's America. Guns and mental <laughs> health issues. That's what makes America go round. <laughs> uh, and now the third, I guess, t- t- hot topic issue that goes along with those. Video games, <laughs> mental health, gun control, violent video and, and violent video games. Uh, today we're going to talk about a few violent video games, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Kind of hard not to. The purpose of today's podcast was to talk about games that you know have to do with America, portray America. Um, that's the way we were supposed to start, and then Mikey went off the rails. <laughs> so. Welcome to the dark, dark, dark side. Jesus Christ, Mike. That's Mikey exercising his freedom of speech to talk (laughs) about. Remember, (laughs) what we should do is defend the First Amendment before the second one. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just kidding. You have have the right to free speech (laughs) as long as I can have my guns. Yeah. I don't really. What was it? I saw like a poster that says it's sad when we. Never mind. I don't know. I can't remember what it says now. Fuck it. America. Let's talk about games. Thanks, please. <laughs> I'm Texan. That gives me more American points, right? Yeah, well, I don't think you can get more American than Texas, even though they still say they're a republic. 
Oh yeah, I was gonna say Texas actually is not. Yeah, we Texas is their own. But that's stupid if we did. They say they're a republic, but they they're yeah. not turning away that federal funding. Fuck no, we're not. <laughs> anyway, we're not can we to, talk like, about video games, games now? Yeah, I guess I have to go on this whole rant about that. Yeah, uh, fucking... we'll, we'll make another podcast for Texas. <laughs> Wait, the, the Texas podcast. <laughs> can we please mention the lady that fucking? Uh, what did she do? She did was filibuster for like eleven hours. For <laughs> you. To keep someone out of her to the to stop like this abortion law or something like that. Really, I, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, like she literally tried to filibuster for eleven yeah, hours. W- Wendy Davis. This was this was uh, I want to say last, last week. Last week. Yeah, and and uh, no, but the be- the best part of that was how the uh, the legislature still tried to vote in the- vote on the law after midnight, but they said it yeah. was before, even yeah. though there were timestamps proving proving otherwise, but. Yeah, they called a special session again today to try to pass that shit. Okay, are you guys ready to talk about video games? Oh, hell no! This is this is all political act- activism. This is America. <laughs> this Nobody's is listening to the ma- nobody listens to the Mashcast talk about to talk political speak unless it has to do with video games. All right. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about how the government hates violent video games and is blaming that and shit. I don't want to talk about something so depressing. <laughs> 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 Let's talk. Right, we'll just talk about the bad portrayal of America. Oh, oh well, yeah, we'll get to that. But <laughs> well, we're gonna start off with games that you know, um, I guess reflect on America or American history. And two major games have come out within the last twelve months that did that: uh, Bioshock Infinite and Assassin's Creed. Um, so let's start with Bioshock Infinite because. I really, really enjoyed that game. <laughs> hard to find. If I, I want to find someone who doesn't. I, I feel like we Infinite. come up with special editions just to talk about Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> I will talk about Bioshock Infinite all the time. If I can, oh, every every podcast. Will you talk about it infinitely? Oh, that's a Nick line. That's Look at you. Nick, that is a Nick joke. Where I, I would high-five you were you here. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, Bioshock Infinite was a little different because... Uh, well, well, yeah, even Assassin's Creed was fictional, but uh, Bioshock Infinite takes place in another, you know, in an alternate universe, uh, and you could take that two different ways depending on if you've played the game or if you haven't, you know, beaten the game or if you haven't beaten the game. It takes place. No, we... you're ruining it, Nick. Dude. You're ruining the Dude. spoiler. Okay, Jarrett, Jarrett, Jarrett. Right now, when you edit this before before you even introduce, <laughs> throw in. Spoiler warning, Bioshock Infinite. No, right I have. Now. I have a sound effect that bleeps, and I'm going to bleep that whole shit that Nick just said. Okay. You have a keep our reaction. I do have a yes. bleeping sound effect, but I allow curses on the show, so I never had to use it. But I'm going to have to use it now for fucking spoilers, so, Nick. Gonna get You're going to get bleeped. <laughs> That's not going to make any this sense to anybody who's played the game. If you want to do a spoiler cast, <laughs> we could do that separately. Not with this shit. Yeah. Bad form, Nick. Bad form. If you want to do a spoiler cast, we can. Not here. Not I, now. I, I honestly didn't think it was that bad, but that's fine. Yes, that's, that is terrible. Yeah. Can you like? Can, can, can we just like stop here and go back, maybe? No, we're gonna keep <laughs> going. Just we're not doing that. No, we're gonna. Record. You're gonna get the bleep. Don't add, no. You're gonna get it now. I got the bleep. This is the first time we've had a bleep, you, Nick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
Mark is down. I'm getting bleeped. <laughs> He's getting bleeped out on a show that allows all types of language. <laughs> all types of language. <laughs> I didn't think it was that big. That's pretty bad. Dude, you just, <laughs> just, you just pulled the fucking end of the game, Mike. <laughs> Didn't? That's gonna make no sense to anybody that hasn't played. We're it. in the mid part of the game. Uh, yeah. Either you know, way, Nick, you're getting bleeped. <laughs> anyway, uh. well, Shock Infinite takes takes place in in an alternate universe. So of course, you know it's it's not accurate. There was never no. There was never a city in the clouds. Um, really? but that I thought it's really cover up thing. I guess. No, I'm kidding. Eh, who knows? There might be a city in the cloud now. But we just... Uh, we know. But anyway, the... You know... Actually, what time period did Bioshock have to take? I want to say it was like 1912, wasn't it? 1912? Like, I wasn't yeah. sure... I wasn't sure if the, the world below had advanced and then basically the... You know, Columbia had just stayed the way it was. Because I thought that would have been interesting if they did it that way. Like, you know, the world below advanced... Um, you know, because actually the thing is like the, 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 a big part of the, not a big part of the game, but, uh, you know, a pretty, uh, visible part of the game is how they treat, uh, you know, non-whites. So Irish, Chinese, uh, black people, um, there was a lot of racism there. There were no slaves though. No slaves. Can can I give a timeline mark? Yeah, sure. It technically (laughs) goes... Around the time frames from, I don't know if this, you, you might have to bleep me, we'll see. If you bleep me, you bleep me. 1874 to 1983. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it, it, it shows it parts. Jump, from... It kind of jumps in time sometimes. Well, that's when, when Elizabeth was using, like, the, the tears. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, that's, yes. oh, yeah. and that's something we don't have to bleep because we already knew about that from trailers and such. But, um, yeah, like, that's when Elizabeth was using the tears. You can see stuff in the future from, like, 1983 and stuff like that. I'm talking about the time period that they were actually in. I think it was, like, Nixon around, like, 1912. Yeah. You know, it was, like, like, it was, it was the early 1900s, at the very least. So, 1912 is when he gets the message, find the girl, wipe away the debt. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I read like a really spoilerific sentence, and I was trying to figure a way to not do a spoiler of that sentence. So <laughs> there, you, that's the best I can do. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, Bioshock, I mean, it really it it does reflect. I think it does. It, it, it did it, even though it's very fictional. It did a pretty good reflection in that aspect of that time period. Um, you know, I'm not sure if I should even say like where the people came from, like where the black or where the um the Irish people and the Chinese came from because they come from a very specific place. That's how they got there. I guess it's was not it, that big. It's actually not that big of a spoiler. Columbia, you mean? Huh? Within Colombia? To, to Colombia, how they got there. You didn't know? Like I missed that then, yeah. You have to like yeah, you have to find a document and you read it. Basically they're all prisoners. Like everybody everybody that's not white in Colombia are prisoners that were shipped there. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. So that's 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 where they came from. And that's why, like, you know, um, what you call it, uh, what was her name? Oh, uh, uh which one? The gr- the leader of the Vox Populi? The leader, the leader yeah. of the Vox Populi. She, oh, uh, Daisy. Daisy, yeah, that's why she was, she was pretty, but she was so ruthless, you know? Daisy Fitzroy. Daisy Fitzroy, that's why, you know, she was the way she was, I mean, they were all prisoners. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, the Bioshock Infinite I thought was was very interesting. And the funny, the, the way they incorporated like and it's the same way that uh, Bioshock did they incorporated future technology. Like I thought, you know, the motorized Patriot was genius. It was the only the motorized Patriot was really the only thing that kind of gave me the creeps. Mm. You know, and it gave me the creeps because you know it gave me the, oh this you want to know why it gave me the creeps. Because it spouted re- religious rhetoric while it was shooting at me. <laughs> was it religious or that, was it colonial? No, no, it was religious. Well, actually, oh, it was God. some colonial, but it was religious. Like it was a lot of talk about God and you no. know the the kingdom and the. I don't know. And... Those Silent Boys freaked me out a little bit. The that one, boy. that one instance. Well, that, there was one instance where they try to scare you, but like the Silent Boys, I did. I never triggered any. Like, well, I actually no, I triggered, I triggered the first one. I triggered the first one because I don't think you have a choice. Yeah. But the others, I did not. Um, but the the motorized Patriot, I thought that, that was just like genius. And then like you know, even the handyman and how they were able to capture that time period and the technology of time period. You know, like the handyman was like he's like uh, he was built out of a steam engine. Yeah, poor with, dude. With, with a heart in the middle of it, and that was just pretty awesome. But like one of the major things in the game was. The actual, like, you know, uh, the tree, how they treated uh, the, the non whites, or, you know. What did and, you think about that? Um, that when you get to, the, when you get into, shit, what was that crow? The place where you get the murder of crows. But oh, it was, uh, yeah. Uh, the the Jungle Food pretty, Society, right? Yeah. yeah the part. people who basically kind of worship, well, didn't worship, but like John Wilkes Booth was part of the <laughs> organization. Or whatever. Well, yeah, they, they, you can say well, they didn't. They well, worshipped them. You can kind of say they, they worshipped them. Yeah. Like yeah. basically, yeah. they they were they they loved him for assassinating Abraham Lincoln, and because yeah. that was a society, like they they you know they wanted the slaves, and that, I think that's part of the reason why Columbia split off from the United States because but, you know they wanted to do things the way they wanted to. But isn't that sort of I guess a, a I guess a valid dichotomy that they show because you've got this one group within Columbia that. I guess hates Lincoln for for what he did, uh, but then later on though you you ultimately get Lincoln as a motorized patriot spouting the rhetoric that you talk about. So is there do they still sort of revere Lincoln for being a founder, or is it really or are they ultimately just using him as a figurehead and really they they didn't like his policies and they they hearkened back to a purer America which stems from the time of the founders. I think they. Well, like, oh, go ahead. Uh, is that. I can't. I can't say it. Never mind. Well, I think I think that Nichols right there were they wanted a pure uh, America, and that's what they were looking for, you know. Um, and that's why that's why things were the way they were in in Colombia. Nothing you wouldn't see in like a driving Miss Daisy, <laughs> you know, like we've we've been exposed to that I, before. But I, I I I mean, driving Miss Daisy is still. I mean that, that that doesn't go to the level that Columbia that goes true. to. That is that no. is true. I, I, did I, you I, throw I, the baseball at the? Where did you throw the baseball? I was at? gonna throw the baseball at the dude. Either way, you get stopped. Well, yeah. yeah. But you know, like, there's a if you don't throw it at the people, you, they give you stuff later. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how is but, that not a spoiler? How should that not be beeped? Bleeped. That well, because that's in the very beginning of the game, like. <laughs> You no, you've seen it. You that's like the first thing you do. Uh, 
yeah. at Columbia. And that really you sets the tone. Like, that really all. sets the tone for the game when the guy it is does. like, what, do you like your coffee black? I was like, oh. <laughs> That I forgot about that, like you know, like it's something I don't even really think about until it's brought up. I was like, "Oh, that's right, they were racist back then." But you know, but that's the kind of thing where I feel like we might look at it nowadays and be like, "Wow, they're really being unsubtle about this." Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like back in the day, that probably wouldn't have that probably wouldn't have even been to the level that they would have actually expressed about it. I, I feel like maybe like over time we've, we, we, we've lost the ability to sort of relate to exactly how society was back then. But what do you mean? They wouldn't have related like that. I mean, I think, I think they might've been even more blatant about it. I think for us to oh, be like, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, but I mean, we can't, they can't release a triple a title. It just says, uh, certain words. Oh yeah, drop, they can drop, 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 drop. Yeah, they can. Have you listened to the radio at Sound Saints Row 3? Okay, but that's, <laughs> yeah. that's put in modern times. Sure, yeah. where it's also, like, what was it, fucking um, uh, San Andreas? Yeah, like, but, but then you're taking like an open world game that's mostly about being funny and spewing out superlatives all the fucking time. And here you have this like serious game. I mean... I think like they had to tone down just a little bit to appease people. Probably, I mean, they're probably. I mean, there's always you always run risk when you when you you throwing around uh, racial slurs, um, especially specific ones. But in yeah. in the context of that game, I think oh, you know, for me it would have been fine simply because you know it was representing the period. Yeah. So. Are you a dimwit or a? Oh, what? fuck, what's the Dimwits, or don't be a dimwit, be a... Oh, yeah, it's like... Oh, a, yeah. Yeah. The, the Goofus and Gallant, but it wasn't Goofus and Gallant. Right, I'm trying to think. Don't be a dimwit, be a... I can't remember the name of the good side. Yeah, Elizabeth liked them. They were the little cartoon characters. Yeah, and that kind of played again to like America's past tropes of, you know, be the all-American soldier, you know. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because you had the the one character who was obviously not not even flawed, just incorrect and wrong, and then you had the other character that you were supposed to aspire to. And, yeah, but that I, I don't know if that I mean in a way that's sort of that's sort of symbolic of the I guess um, what's the word I'm looking for propaganda. Um, yeah, that's what, that's that's what I was trying to get like at. The propaganda, propaganda, especially you saw a lot of that, I think, at least I, I guess from our perspective, sort of when like mass media became the norm, I think you saw a lot of that starting in World War II. And so – and I may have begun before that, but I think that's a bit before our time. But you know that sort of – you know, leads to, you know, that sort of leads to stuff like highlights Goofus and Gallant that, you know, that, that, that's our frame of reference there as far as trying to portray, you know, like here's the, here's the wrong way, here's the right way. And we're going to give one a very negative connotation and one a very positive connotation. And so for small, you know, especially for small children, they'll kind of easily pick up on, oh, I should try to be the right way. Um, no, so you're, you're entirely correct on that. Yeah. And actually, I think, well, of course, I was not alive in 1912, but the way it's portrayed <laughs> and like, you know, what what I learned, you know, what you learn in school from history, it seemed, even though it was supposed to be America's like, you know, kind of like going into the American golden age, it, felt, it feels like, you know, if you are were an individual with individual thought, that was a bad thing for, for yeah. America, you know, like everybody. <laughs> 
Go ahead. Well, I don't know. Is that is that a commentary on America or is that a commentary specific to Colombia with respect to sort of Comstock maintaining his power? Because no, I think that was America in, in general. Like, just think think of how restrictive it was. You know, it, first of all, if you weren't white, you weren't getting anything. Well, that's okay. very that's true. Yeah, so that's that's the, the, the very segregated in that aspect. And then, okay, well, if you weren't going to fight the war, like, you weren't a man. You know, like, men were leaving their jobs. Like, they, they didn't even have to get drafted because they wanted to go fight the war because that's what they were told to do. Like, you need to, you know, fight for your country. And the whole, I, I'll forget what the name, what the actual name of the picture is, but the chick, you know, flexing. And, well, uh, that's, yeah. No, that's World War Two though. That's World War Two. Was it? Was it? No, I know you're talking about well, that, right? But I'm saying like America as a, as a like you know in that time period, you know. But that's again, that, but that goes back to the propaganda. I mean, that you kind of need to do because you're you need to if, to get every able body male into the military. So you're gonna kind of use your you know use your media to be to exercise right. your pressure upon the populace. Right. But I mean, the- in Bioshock, they go as far as to say like, for instance, this is one of the quotes. Shut. Wait. Should I even do this? Then it might fuck. We can bl- we can blur it we later. Can, we can bleep it if it's bad. Duke hears Billy's dad spreading nasty lies about Father Comstock and reports it straight away to the police. Dimwit hears his own daddy criticizing his own ward president and says, "I'm too busy fishing to pass this on. Maybe tomorrow." Remember, boys and girls, don't be a dimwit. Be a duke. Yeah, basically duke be a duke. Dim- okay, it's duke and okay. It so like that's it like goes the propaganda goes as far as like tell on your own freaking father. Actually, well, yeah. it's kind of funny. I wonder if because like, you know who did that in real life, um, Chairman Mao of China. At well, when was he? When was he in power? He was like I want to say he was around the fifties too. Yeah, he was like he was for a long time. But he actually they they did that like he that was like what they did like he turned the youth of that country against their parents and their teachers. That was like you know one of his strategies to stay in power. I right, watched documentary. Very interesting. <laughs> it was like and that's. I wonder if that's like if they pulled. Actually, yeah, you I know, he that. looks like he. I guess he, he came to power in the twenties. So yeah. Yeah, but I wonder if they pulled some ideas like you know from that or other like world leaders of of. Well, of, well, uh, I, I think. I think one of the things we need to watch is getting sort of the dictatorship of Comstock mixed up with the American nostalgia that Bioshock displays. Because on the one hand, they are trying to show a world that is completely under the influence of this one, you know, this cult of personality that surrounds that, that, that character. And the thing is, though, that character has a, has a reverence for a specific vision of America. And so... I think from our perspective, we're, I'm, I'm, you know, we're trying to talk about it, I guess, for, more so for the reverence of America. And I mean, you're entirely right. There are features I think that he he steals from from Chairman Mao and and other other leaders. Uh, you know, I mean, you can all, you can almost look at sort of you can almost look at the government the way he he sort of implements it as sort of a precursor to Hitler in a way. Um, but I don't know if that's relevant to the the discussion we're trying to have. Hmm. Yeah, it was just the way they present. I think it was done so smoothly. Like I like I like Bioshock Infinite a lot because of the way it presented the story, and I don't think it was offensive to anybody. But it did a great job 
you know, not, I'm not going to say portraying that time period, but taking elements from that time period and then mixing it with fictional elements to something that seems very believable. You could, you could, if you can remove all of the sci-fi aspects to Columbia. Like being I in think, the clouds. Like being in the clouds and, and you know, Elizabeth and, and her, her functions. Um, you would still have a very believable society from that time. If it was like, if Columbia was just like a nation, like somewhere maybe between Canada and the U S right. And like, and that with them being isolated, you know, that you can easily say, well, that that's where they got the whole Messiah thing from Comstock. Mm. You know, Mm. but no, I just, one of the things I want to mention though, is there's an image fairly early on in the game, um, that really kind of hammered home, I guess, sort of. Comstock's reverence for the for the founding fathers, and I think it's once you once you first get into Columbia after you go through the baptism sequence, you come out and there's like a courtyard, and he's got Washington, Jefferson, and Franklin, and they're standing there holding these keys, and the way they're holding the keys, they almost look like they're holding rifles, and I honestly expected at some point we were going to come back and I was actually going to have to fight like these statues animated <laughs> really? with like weapons, yeah, but it it, it just it had, I mean, it was, it was a beautiful panorama, and I'm sure it was more beautiful on your guys' systems. But <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, yeah, it, was. But it, it really it kind of hammered home that it's like he 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 took the idea of these 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 you know founding fathers, these political figures, as mythological deities, and sort of you know built monuments to them. And upon coming into the city, like this is the first thing you see, and it almost it almost sets the tone like this is how I want you to view the city. Like imagine the America that these three people tried to build. This is what I've done. And everything beneath me it is literally literally the rest of the world is beneath him. And so it's like everything beneath me, that is impure, but I have, you know, I've, I've ascended and 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 built what these three men were looking to do, and I, I thought well, at that at least he thought what those three men wanted to do. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean his 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 vision of their vision, but it it was very. I don't know. I, I thought that was very. I thought that was very moving. Yeah, like Bioshock. I mean, I don't care what type of games you like. Nick doesn't even play first person shooters. You need to play Bioshock <laughs> just for the experience. It is an amazing game. Yeah. Um. Now another game that recently did a reflection on America was Assassin's Creed 3 and I, well, Mikey didn't even finish the game. I finished no. the game simply because I needed to review it and I was not happy. And Nick, did you, you didn't finish it, did you? I, have, I haven't gotten very far into it now. I, did you even, how, what was the last thing you did in the game? I hey. couldn't tell you. I think I, I, I think I did my first, uh, what's the jump off the tower into the hay? That's the first one you did? Yeah, I think I've only done that once. I'm, oh I'm like, God. I'm still in the tutorial stage. Did you, no, did you, you at least play through the tutorial. Did you play as Connor already? Nope, I'm not even that far. He's hate them still. Holy shit. Oh my God. But you know what? That's like three hours worth of gameplay. That was the problem with that game. The pacing was terrible. Oh, there should be no was. video game in which I'm so five was. hours into the game and I'm still doing tutorials. You know you what? Know, right after they get off the boat, that's when the big reveal about Hathen should have happened. And then that, then we transition somehow. Yeah, you play as Haven for way too long. You play as him for way too long for what I feel wasn't a big payoff, except for that big surprise. Yeah, you know. I mean, that was pretty good. I didn't. I didn't. That was good. I, that I, actually reinvigorated me because I was actually tired of playing the game three hours in. Yeah. <laughs> I and then ti- I was like, "Oh, cool! We're gonna keep going." 
Yeah, I was and tired I'm, of playing the game three hours into it, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep going. And then the next... If it wasn't for the naval combat, I would have probably bombed that game. See, I didn't make it to the naval combat. I was so yeah, done dude, before I even combat. got there. The naval <laughs> combat is awesome. Oh, great. So I'll look really four, forward to all naval combat. That's what I was about to say. Cool. I'll look forward to Assassin's Creed 4 then. Yeah, the only reason I'm getting Assassin's Creed 4 is because of the naval combat. Well, I'm getting it just because it's pirates. I'm a, I'm a sucker for pirates. So, the re- you know, Assassin's Creed 3, you know, was about the Revolutionary War. And the thing I, well, for, you know, it did have slaves, but actually it wasn't, like that wasn't a really a big focus in the game. Not as big as, you know, the racial relations in Bioshock, which I thought was funny. Um, but in, in Assassin's Creed 3, you see slaves all over the place, but like, I think Connor talks to Paul Revere, not, not Paul Revere, Judge, um, Sam Adams. He talks to Sam Adams about it once, and then... At the uh, during the prologue, at the uh, no, sorry, the epilogue at the end of the game, you see one more reference to it, to this to slavery, and then that's 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 really it. Um, in terms of Assassin's Creed Three, besides having a, a playable character that's not really likable, um, I did not like the way they portrayed the founding fathers. Uh. First of all, like they, they, there was like no redeeming features there. Like every founding father was a joke. Um, the I mean, except maybe Sam Adams, but like other than that, you talk to Ben Franklin and he's just talking to you how how to get older women. He goes on like, well, I think that that his monologue was like five or six minutes long about the virtues of older sleeping with older women. That's Benjamin Franklin's part in the game. See, I. I- Franklin would have kind of hoped Franklin would be hitting the younger women. I, mean, I he, don't care what don't kind know, of women was... Franklin's hitting. He's a fucking founding father. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'll, I'll give I'll give them credit that yes, they are paying homage to Franklin's status as a womanizer. But I mean, the thing, the, thing, the thing about no, but exactly. the thing about being a Renaissance man is that you do like everything, and so it's like if you're saying that like his really one note is just that. They, you know, oh, he likes older women. It's like, that's, I mean, I, my experience with him in the game, again, for as short as it was, is like, oh, he lost his notebook and we got to collect all the pages as we go around and do all that. There's nothing, you do nothing for him revol- uh, involving his inventions because I thought that, I thought he was going to be like the Da Vinci of he this was. game. He was, but that's, that's the thing. Regardless of what, what, what you say about how his role should have been in the game, I almost feel like, you know, his role within society at that time, he was the Da Vinci. He was the guy, you know, coming up with all these crazy ideas. I mean, what? He invented in bi- society, he? yes, but in the game, you don't see he that. He didn't do shit. He, he game, was a side quest. After, after he gave me that monologue, I never wanted to see him again, and I was happy that I didn't see him anymore. <laughs> you don't see him anymore. <laughs> Like the only time you see him is to give him those damn pages that he lost. Yeah, exactly. Like that that was it. That was it. I'm I'm like that that's unbelievable. And then George Washington was just a big bitch in that game. He was a huge bitch. Connor just comments, you know, tear him down, he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry, you know. That's how <laughs> things are. Like, fuck it, like George you fucking George Washington, man. You make George Washington sound like Eeyore. <laughs> the game made him look like a bitch. 
Are they making Washington look like a bitch in service of making Connor look more like the hero? Like Connor has to pick Washington up and like sort of prop him up into becoming the president. No, but he doesn't prop him up. He doesn't assist Washington. He just he like you know he says whatever the fuck he wants to Washington. He degrades Washington, and then he rides off on a fucking horse. So I guess my question then is: Does this lead to Washington becoming the tyrant that we we saw in the DLC? I no, the DLC is a side story. It's completely yeah, it's, off it's, all, it's, it's not yeah. canon. Yeah, it's so, an alternate so, universe. So, so fundamentally, like Washington is the bitch. Washington is actually supposed to just evolve into the president. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. America. They, they made. Fuck yeah. They brought up some good points, like you know when you're talking to Sean and stuff like that about you know Washington, because you know Washington really didn't want to. He didn't think he was the man for the job, and he did lose a lot of battles. But in mm-hmm. the end, you know, obviously we're here. He was able to rally and win the battles he needed to push the British out. And the, you don't see any of that. You just see bitch Washington. Well, yeah, but do you think they might have, like, tried to play it? I agree they played that a little hard, but I think they should have played, like, they could play a little bit on it just so that way it's believable that, like, oh, sure. Oh, that way, just believable in the sense that, okay, this is why he didn't really. Because honestly, George Washington back then, he could have been king of America, he but he been. passed it up. That- so the they probably had to like so they probably had to then like instow upon him some of this attitude so that way it's believable that he would give up all this power and shit but they did overplay the shit out of it. Exactly, that's they they overplayed. They really really overplayed. But the bitch aspect. So 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 you're saying that they made him a bitch so that we could understand why he was like, "Oh, I don't want to be king. I just want to like be elected leader by democracy as opposed to implementing a monarchy whereas i guess sort of the the what we're taught in school is that you know he i guess he was noble enough to realize like no 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 like the monarchy is not an efficient form of government we should have something else that we'll all hammer out you know in a few years in philadelphia to be honest if george washington he no no human could pass up that kind of power without having some kind of fear that he couldn't rule. Well, you know that might have been the case, but they don't have to make a, him a complete pussy in the game to pass along that notion. That's yeah. what I'm saying. No, I agree. I'm just saying they they probably felt they had to install that emotion in there just so it's believable that he would. I give don't up think so. I just think well, they they like the the aspect and making Connor look really good. And well, then, that too. Plus. Connor's very unlikable throughout the whole goddamn story. He is like, I don't. You didn't even finish the game, dude. I by the time I got done with him, I was like, I hope I never have to play as him again. I really hope I don't because he is such an unlikable character, dude. I know they killed your mom, but like, you gotta let it go. Nah, but it, it's still like he was just, he he was very bitchy throughout the entire game, and then actually the way the 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 way the game ends like the last actions you do as connor and getting your <laughs> yeah. revenge yeah like, did what well, did you watch the end yeah i i youtubed most of the cutscenes. yeah so like the, the 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 last actions i'm like are you serious like why am i even playing this game right now like that game just yeah it, they could have did so much it was the american revolution they could have done so much and connor only participated in like i think what one major battle Really? Yeah, I think that it's like one wow. major battle. Um, As somebody who has not played through the game at, really in any depth, that's disappointing. It's actually the, the the battle that they showed at PAX 2012. 
huh. is what is is where is where he fought the one major battle, and then huh. that's it. And other than that, like yeah, it's just um the game does kind of take a left turn again. Like something happens, it takes another left turn. But still, man, like. Ugh. Well, do you think there's a reason why, like this game in particular, might have sort of a skewed view of America's founding fathers, and maybe even present the entire narrative in sort of a, I guess what we would consider being biased Americans, um, to be sort of an incorrect light. Yeah, <laughs> because it wasn't made by Americans. It was made by Ubisoft well, yeah. Montreal. But I mean, if it was made by Americans, it'd be biased. Now, to be honest, no matter what you're gonna do, it'll be biased, no matter who fucking makes it. But no, it doesn't have to be biased. You know, it doesn't what I'm have to be. But it doesn't have like, to be biased. I'm not saying make the founding fathers look fucking fantastic, but at least show some balance. You know, they like you know, for example, like you know, they Assassin's Creed Two was in you know the uh, the, uh, the Italian Renaissance or in, in that era, yeah. and like there were no. Like besides Leonardo, he was the only character from that era that was kind of like you know a comic relief type of guy. And he, you know, and he well, was. You still... your, what about your uncle? Your uncle was kind of comic relief, in my opinion. But he's not a real person. Well, I'm talking uh, about the, I'm talking about the historical characters they used. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like the stereotypes. Uh, no, no, I'm talking stereotypes about stereotypes. Of... No, no, no. I'm talking about the historical characters they used. Like all of the historical characters they used. And like Assassin's Creed or Assassin's Creed Two, um, Brotherhood, uh, Revelations, like they're all like those historical characters. They carry weight with them. They carry weight, and the founding fathers in this game carried no weight. That's surprising. They carry like they carried no weight. They 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 didn't even they didn't even have to really be in the game. You know, imagine Assassin's Creed. Brotherhood or Assassin's Creed 2, well, yeah, I'll say Assassin's Creed Brotherhood without Machiavelli. See, that, and admittedly, I mean, I think that that's what even sort of surprised me about the game, having played through not even three hours and having yet to really get to the the meat of it. I mean, you start the game in Britain, and then you have to get on the ship across the sea. Yeah, but that's kind of, I thought that was kind of cool, though, because that embodies the you know, what it's all about for most colonial people back then. It was that journey across the sea to reach the new America, the new world. I'll give you that point, but that's not how they marketed the game. They made that game look like it's you with your hatchets and your, your, your half native American heritage and all the leather that entails, you know, you know, standing shoulder to shoulder with like Washington and Jefferson as you, you know, hack up British people. Well, trust me, you hack up. I think you hack up plenty of British people is what's his name? Connor. No, not Connor. The dude that you play that you never got past. Oh, Hatham. Oh, Kenway? Yeah. You yeah. you kill plenty of British dudes as Kenway, too. That's true. I'm just I actually had more fun playing as Kenway than I did fucking Connor. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, he was a much he was a much better character. Yeah. Hath- Hatham was a better character than Connor. That says a lot. Only thing about Hatham is like, I know I'm supposed to be playing as Connor, I just want to get to it. Yeah. Right. And, but yeah, Hatham was a better character. Connor was just, he was so bitchy, man. But you know, I think it's telling too, as far as the next Assassin's Creed, it's Kenway's father. That I think they even kind of knew like, oh, hey, this is actually the character that's more interesting. Let's go in that direction genealogically rather than the other way. Wait, wait, wait. What? Who's what? You didn't My, know? 
Yeah, so, yeah. The next, the the the, the protagonist of uh, AC Four is his it, last name is Kenway. Dad. Yeah, it's Hatham's dad. Hatham's dad. I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's Hatham's dad. So what time frame are we in? You we're in the time back. of the pirate. So yeah. we're going the, back. The, the earlier eighteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah. You're going back. Oh Jesus Christ! We're going back in fucking time. And I'm not God sure if you didn't it. know this or not, but the, you're not playing like the person you're playing as, like in, in in the in the current time. It's supposed Ooh, to be, it's a game. It's a game to them that they're playing. It's either a game or it's like they're tra- they're they're tracing their family history or something like that. You're basically in you're you're in a, you're in an Abstergo machine, and that's how they're seeing. We're the at we're in an Abstergo. How the hell do we get to an Abstergo machine? <laughs> well, that's the thing. You're 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 just a random person. This this storyline does not follow Desmond at all. Well, okay, I can see that. Um, <laughs> However, I will make this observation. They have to be related to Desmond. Yeah, that's why I was thinking about that other person that I can't talk about. All, all I'm going to say is that I, I, Wait, concern... I can talk about the other person. He's revealed in like the first three seconds. Which other person? Right? The, uh, uh, his What's dad. His... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they know, the thing is, like, they know who Abstergo knows who his dad is. Right. They're, but that's they're why not just going like, to let him in. Well, that's why I'm. They can still an Abstergo machine, I guess. My concern is that the two of you are way more concerned about the lore um, being. Uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the, the lore being consistent. You're more concerned than, than anyone who's actually writing big. Assassin's Creed 4. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I mean, they don't care. And so you might be looking at like, oh no, this person has to be related, and I I would not be surprised if when we finish the game, or when you I should say when you guys finish the game, and I've played like two hours of it, you're bitching that yeah there was no See, relation. And this is what gets me: you haven't even finished the game, and you're like rooting for this game. I shouldn't. <laughs> like you stopped playing for it. two hours in, and like yeah. I'm not rooting for it. I'm just saying, hedge your expectations. <laughs> well, like, I just want Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood all over again. That's what I want. Not happening. Like, those, no. those were really good. If you were lucky, that would have been 1666, but... Honestly, I was hoping 3 would be the last one. I was hoping 3 would end it. In a way, it did. Why would they do that? They want more money. <sighs> I know, That's... but now they're going to milk watchdogs, so they might lay off Assassin's Creed for a while. Uh, no, no, we'll these, these are all topics for another time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually Watch Dogs. We, if that was out, we could talk about it. But because Watch Dogs is like a futuristic America, or, or maybe the world. Not even futuristic. I mean, the, the, the frightening like thing about Watch Dogs. Yeah, yeah, now it's now it's real life. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, but that's the thing. I mean, because even then, um, was it? Ubisoft had uh, what was the game that they that was sort of like this year's Watch Dogs that they showed at the end of their their trailer oh, about? Uh, uh, it was was it the Tom uh, Clancy? The Tom Clancy yeah, Division. Tom Clancy. It was a big MMO shooter. The Division. Yeah, where you're talking about like like uh, like the infection came through and wiped out everybody, and now it's sort of a post-apocalyptic America. Yeah, the Division. And, yeah. The Division. Thank you. Yes. I said it like three times. Like nobody caught you on to that. Saying, you, were, you were whispering it. No, I wasn't. Does does this I voice sound like I it whispers? Like, Normally it doesn't. I didn't. I didn't hear it until the third time. I heard it the second. We're gonna time, have to go but... back and replay that. But uh. No, but but I, I think I think I, I think that's one of the things about Ubisoft's presentations at the last two E3s is that I mean because they did the same thing with Watch Dogs, where the first half of that 
trailer for it was all just facts about data and how everybody's sort of monitoring your data and how accessible everything is. And now, you know, and then sort of the same thing about, you know, for the division about like infection and, and how vulnerable society is to sort of collapse by like just one random bug. And so I think that's, I mean, the, I mean, the, I mean, those are very much comments, uh, commentaries on America. I mean, watchdogs is definitely apropos to the NSA scandal that we've got going on. But but yeah, even they then, just don't give a fuck about who's they the NSA. They're like, yeah, you know now. Oh well, at least we know we've got you know at least one listener in the NSA. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the NSA. Yeah. Tweet us. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, let's see. Let's move on to like I guess modern games which most modern games about america are pretty much about the military power that is the united states i mean of course you have like you have call of duty which is very very dude bro like yeah america made that is the the, the america game blow it up that should be the name of the game did it have two explosions even better did it have a nuclear bomb all right we're good yeah <laughs> No, Call of Duty 2, we need two nukes. Oh, <laughs> one wasn't enough, guys. We need two. When I Call of Duty 2, I was sorry to say Modern Warfare. Because, you know, Call of Duty, when it first started, actually was an awesome, awesome game, a World War II game. The problem was it was, you know what, actually, the problem was the Call of Duty that I had with it was it was around the time where World War II shooters were oversaturating the market. And yeah, now... but not necessarily good ones. That was the thing. Like, it's, it's that's the difference, like... When before with Call with Call of Duty and Call of Duty Two, Call of they were the good World War Two shooters, and that's what made them stand out. Now right. they're the problem. They're saturated. They're <laughs> saturating the market with bad yep. games, at least bad single player games. Yep. And I, I we liked the last Call of Duty single player. Oh uh, no! Actually, when the Black Ops Two, yes, that's Treyarch, not Infinity Ward though. Black Ops Two has a good single player. Black Ops Two had a better single player than. Battlefield and and uh, Medal of Honor, uh, Medal of Honor Warfighter. Sorry, Medal of Honor. How Medal- you want to be Medal of Honor Frontlines? How uh, you want to be that good? Well, the Medal of Honor Two. Uh, sorry, Medal of Honor Twenty Ten was actually a good game. That was a really good game. And then EA's management, I guess you know, which they the, the EA because the Danger Close made that game, but then EA started getting involved in the production, I guess of of um Warfighter and that's what made that game suck. That's what made that game suck, I think. But uh yeah, so Call of Duty is very <laughs> I don't know, like the in terms of if you put it on a scale, okay, I can't I, you really can't say that Call of Duty is bad, but boy does it really it it took a game that had like a a normal you know shooter learning curve, and just brought that learning curve down. There's almost no learning curve to that game, and the the skill ceiling is really low. And I think that's why people hate it because that's why it got so popular. But in terms of the commentary that it does on a on a on America as military power, like it um I don't know like it, you know it does show. Well, you know, the first one, the first Call of Duty, one Modern Warfare. Well, you know, Call of Duty 1, Call of Duty 2 uh, was based on all historical events. 
uh, but Call of Duty Modern Warfare, that's when they, they got to do some leeway. So um, with Modern Warfare, you know, America's sticking their nose in people's business, protecting itself before bad things can happen. But Call of Duty 2 and even 3, I think, should try to show America in like more of a vulnerable light. Like, you know, we're not as protected as we think we are. I think that's that's what uh, what it was trying to do. And that's me giving it some type of, you know, story. Because some people, they're just going to tell you that they did that so they could blow shit up. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they made, like, you know, whenever you see a landmark in a Call of Duty Modern Warfare game, it's going to get blown up. Just... Like when I saw the Eiffel Tower in Modern Warfare 3, I was like, that shit's going down. <laughs> it's going so down. Did it go down? It, went, it, went, it really? went down. It definitely yeah. went down. So, but I guess the question is, do you think then that they were doing that as sort of some representation, like they believe that America is like vulnerable in some way that they're trying to expose us to, or you're saying it was simply just like, we just want to blow shit up. I think they just want to blow, they, they were going for shock value. That's why, like, you know, when they, that's why, and okay, so I think they did the slow motion thing like one time in modern warfare. And that was at the end of the game. And then they hit, you had the shock factor of your soldier being killed and then nuclear blast, which wasn't something that was really done a whole lot. I don't know. That was really kind of, I will admit, in, four, in Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, that was probably the best moment of that game. Yeah, like it was a shocking moment because, like, whoa, like the guy I was just playing as, like, he didn't make it. Or you just expected him to make it because that's what happens in video games. You make it and you didn't. And then they went overboard with it. Everybody was dying. If you played as that <laughs> character, he was gonna die. Probably. The only person I'm pretty sure who lived throughout that game was Price. Yeah, I think Price was the only survivor of Modern Warfare. The sole survivor. Modern Warfare sole survivor. So yeah, it was uh, I, I would love to give some depth to the story, but it's kinda hard. And I <laughs> and I think it <laughs> To be honest with you, I think it um it shows on uh, that's by far one of the most popular games on the planet, and it kind of shows with the American consumer because that's who's buying it for the most part. Um, what the American consumer wants to buy. So you're saying it's a shallow game for a shallow populace. I wouldn't even call Modern Warfare a game for gamers. Like, I, to me, Modern Warfare is a casual game. I think Modern Warfare is a casual game. You can just anybody can just pick it up and start playing it. That's the way it was built to put, to draw as many people as possible. You know, so I'm not gonna say you know it's the, the American people is pop, is shallow, but it's kind of to me, Modern Warfare is the bejeweled of the first person shooters. That's another special edition we need to do. <laughs> Bejeweled versus Modern Warfare, go. No, just Bejeweled in general. <laughs> God, I love Bejeweled. Fuck Candy Crush, though. Fuck that shit. It's, a, it's another time. Another time, another place. Yeah. But, uh, you know, because of the success of Modern Warfare, you had other games, uh, like clones, like Homefront. Homefront yeah. was a... a, a, a that was another one where they the shock value of America being invaded by North Korea. That doesn't you know? make sense only because, like... How, how big is North Korea's army? Yeah, I know, right? Like, you know, the United States is completely dominated by North Korea. And it's not like they hit us with a nuke or anything like that. They just oh, came they... over here and invaded. Um, I know people who are better armed than the North Koreans at their house. Well, 
even then, I'm sure if you just offer the average North Korean food, they'll be like, hey, I'll be your friend. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, North Koreans aren't listening to this. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> you know? Oh, no. Hey, but you know what? <laughs> now that this is going to be the one podcast they listen to when they think about, you know, making peace talks. Like, maybe we should, yeah. maybe we should make peace with the United States and then they pull up the MASH cast. <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> Uh, Dennis Rodman can be like, I told you not to listen to that. Yeah. (laughs) You you know who will enjoy the North Korea jokes, though? Who? Our NSA listener. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) NSA guy's probably cracking up right now. He really is. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so the home front was another one that tried to capitalize on the shock value of, oh my God, like the United States. We're being invaded, and they just did a poor job of it. Like, it, it. You should never have a game where somebody dies in a dramatic way. And I'm like, I'm glad he died. He was an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> and that is exactly what happened. Did you beat that game, Mikey? Did you play that home game? Front? Home front. No, yeah. I don't play home front. Fuck and that I know, shit. I know Nick didn't. And no. so the game was only about five hours long. And there's a guy who I fucking hate his haircut. I hate the way he talks. I hated this character model like he was a real person. And he gets he, he dies at the end of the game. And I'm like, I'm glad that he was an asshole the entire game. I'm glad he died. Fuck him. And you should never have that. That should not be the reaction but when is, you have a dramatic is, is, death. Is that a poor reflection upon America or that's just poor video game writing? I think that was, I don't know, that's a poor video game writing if you ask me. But yeah, like, I don't know, like, it's just funny, like, you know, they should have made the enemy, like, China or something like that. I think it would have been more believable. China makes more sense. They at least have a population that could theoretically... Invade. Invade, yeah. <laughs> Probably didn't want to piss off the Chinese so they actually do invade us. Well, well it's not like that, the game. Like you, can't, game was, you can't sell the game in China. You can't sell the game in China. It wasn't, like, they have to, everything that goes through China has to be localized by, like, a Chinese company. So it's like, yeah, they can't. They weren't going to sell the game over there. China probably wouldn't even know the game existed. And it's not like it gave them any ideas. They need our Walmarts. <laughs> Just like we need their cheap labor. Exactly. Like, it's a symbiotic relationship. That's exactly right. <laughs> so fucked. We need each other, man. But, um, but yeah, that's uh, the home front could have been more believable if it was actually a country... That could actually invade us. Like, um, who actually did an invasion? Um, oh, uh, well, you know, actually, the in modern warfare it was the Russians. Yeah. Um, also in Bad Company Two, you're fighting off the Russians at the end. Why of is Bad it always Co- the Russians? <sighs> that, that's who it was for the longest time. They're nostalgic the- villains now. Yeah, so <laughs> they're the- nostalgic villains. Just like, why not? I, don't know. I guess it's one of the believable. It's one of the few believable ones, I guess. But still, it's just. Yeah, I think going go like you know, when you think about going to war with certain countries, like you're just gonna roll over them. You know, like that's what I think. I think it's the, the the opinion of the of the general public actually that we go to war with most countries. We're gonna we're gonna roll over them but, because but America's. Go ahead. Doesn't that opinion partially come from the fact that we play games like Call of Duty where we just blow tons of shit up? No, I don't think so. Because that, I mean, that's a general popular that's a general population thing, you know. Um, but like you know, you, you saw a country like Russia, or even like Britain, China, even Japan, 
you know, going to war with countries like that, that's some, uh, you're not going to just roll those over those people, you know? So Russia is one of those enemies that you're not going to, just going to roll over and get in there. Um, that's why I think one of the problems is with um, the Middle Eastern, that's a problem with Middle Eastern games, but, you know, you're really not going to worry about them invading the United States. You know, they're no. not, you know, you know, that's not like a legitimate fear. No, but that's why, that's why though, I mean, that's sort of the hotbed of terrorism. And so that's where we sort of get into a lot of the games where you see in like, like Counter-Strike and, and, uh, and what was the, what was the one game recently where, uh, there was a problem because you were like, oh, you could play as the terrorists and, and people were upset about that. You could play. <laughs> oh, that's, um, that was Medal of Honor, the multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then people got upset about Modern Warfare 2, uh, no Russian. Oh, yeah, the the whole no Russian thing, which that was, you know, we could just go and shoot people. But you know what? Fuck it. Like, that part wasn't even really that bad. Yeah. Or, uh... Oh, it was shit. kind of annoying, if you ask me. Like, I kind of just wanted to get through that part. Uh, I was trying to think. Wasn't there another thing? Oh, I guess that was it. Yeah, no Russian, and then uh, did Homefront oh. have any? No, I can't remember if Homefront had any. Uh, Homefront had any uh, bad press, but um, like it's only a bad. Like I think it was Bad Company Two also had Russians. Like at the end of the game, they were invading. But the thing is, like they weren't invading the entire country; <laughs> they were invading Alaska. Which, yeah, but Bad Company 2 is a joke war game anyway. And it was a better war game than any of the Modern Warfare. I know, warfares. I really wish they would just let <laughs> fucking DICE do Bad Company games, because I love Battlefield Bad Company. But you know what, it wasn't as jokey as you think as it is. It wasn't as, it, it, was, it was actually still pretty serious. It was just oh, that yeah. everybody in Bad Company was a smartass. That's, that's what made it awesome. When they talk, when they talk to each other, or they talk to like the leader of like you know the terrorists, it's funny shit that happens. That but, sounds quintessentially American. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the most American war game we have. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like those guys were like were complete smartasses, and that's that's why. And yeah. the thing is, they they were really good at what they did, so it was it was good. Um. But yeah, so but even, even Battlefield Three, which I, I I don't think I can play that game anymore. Like I started playing the single player when I got bought it on Origin when it was really cheap. I told that story about two weeks ago. <laughs> and fucking that that single player is so boring. It is more boring than any of the Modern Warfare games. Which single player was it? Battlefield Three. Oh, I didn't play Battlefield 3. I didn't want to put Origin on the machine. Battlefield 3 was so boring. I can't even go through the game. Oh, but, but Jared, Battlefield 4, you're going to be able to knock down a fucking building. Like, I couldn't bad company. I, I know, that's fine. Just sarcasm. Yeah, like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, EA, they have lost their way. Just, just, again. just give up on Battlefield. Give me Mirror's Edge. Done. <laughs> we'll Done. see. We'll see if they fuck that up or if they actually. Oh you know. God, please! I'm actually scared now. Like I was happy to see it, and as I've been thinking about it, I've been like, "Oh shit, there's a chance to fuck this up." <laughs> now, a, a game, a series that is actually, um, actually, there's two other series that are um, kind of modern. Well, actually, actually, no, one is definitely modern, which I think is Hawks. Um. 
The or airplane? near future, yeah. Near future. Hawks is like near future. The original Hawks. Like the second Hawks was so fucking terrible. I I <laughs> I, I can't even believe I can't even believe how bad it was. It was probably because it was rushed. Because I thought it came out. Well, no, really it was soon. because it was Ubi. It was Ubisoft. Was it Ubisoft Shanghai that made it? No, it was Ubi, It was like Ubisoft, like in some Russian, like some Russian division of Ubisoft. It was terrible. Oh. It was like their D team. It was. Why bad. would they put their D team on a game that was pretty good? I don't know. Maybe Hawks didn't sell sell to their expectations, but um, oh. the first Hawks was like that was that was like um near future and the story of that game was actually pretty interesting where the the u.s military was cutting their budget and they were cutting like the hawks program which was like top gun which is like top gun so basically the the rise of pmcs the, the hawks pilots went to work for the other ones worked for a pmc and the pmc actually ended up getting hired by a company by a country that was fighting the united states and the mission that you were going to take... And if you haven't played Hawks by now, I'm sorry. But if you, <laughs> one of the missions that you have to do was to just start, was to kill American soldiers and you wouldn't do it. And in retaliation, the company... like Because, you know, you, you guys wouldn't do this and you return back to the United States, the company that you were working for, the PMC, their stock started to fall because, you know, there was like a stale... You know, you they basically they couldn't perform... They outperform the United States military... And so the PMC waged war on the United States, and that's where the meat of the game is, which I thought that was interesting, like fighting over Washington, New York City, Los Angeles. That stuff was actually, you know, pretty mm. cool. And That seems pretty cool. And the way they did it, like it's not like a modern warfare where the Russians just fucking flew planes over the sea and started dropping people you know, in our streets, which that's, yeah, it wasn't like that. Um, the, uh, and, and Hawks, like, you know, the PMC seized control of, you know, several satellites. They seized control of um, several ground facilities that they need to get in. And basically, it seems very believable to, to a person who has no knowledge of what the country would actually do if somebody tried to invade the country. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have these scenarios planned out. But, like, just the way just the way Hawks was executed, because not only did the PMC strike fast, they hit major targets. Like, you were protecting Air Force One in no time. One of their first priorities was to follow... They like Basically, what they did was... They forced a protocol to force the president into air, into the air, and then it, and then they were gonna try to kill him in the air, and it was your job to protect the president or protect Air Force One. Those yeah. missions were uh, were difficult, by the way. And the game pretty much ends with you, and um, well, the last real fight was in Los Angeles, so it was actually it was actually really cool the way they did. Um, the way they did that game, and the way the way the story the way the story was like that was a game where the vulnerability of the United States actually felt kind of real, you know, versus you know uh, versus like a modern warfare or a home front, you know. Um, what was another game? Uh, well, Rainbow Six Vegas, but that like Rainbow Team is international. They're not really you know they're not they were they're not a you know you part of the U.S. military, but even Vegas, like, you know, I thought it was interesting, because first of all, I love Las Vegas, and yeah. seeing those locations like that, or, 
you know, seeing how use military application applied to urban combat with tons of high rises and lights and stuff like that. Like that was actually, you know, pretty cool. Like, you know, repelling down the side of a famous hotel and, you know, busting your way in and, you know, using fiber optics and stuff like that to get around, to get around the hotel and casinos. And then actually having, um, you know, shootouts and and said casinos. That was pretty cool. But not, not even that though. But the thing the thing about Vegas is that outside of like Wall Street, it's probably one of the biggest symbols of American capitalism out there. That's true. And so to see sort of you know the conflict going on, and and it doesn't seem, you know, not having played the game, like it doesn't seem to be like overt combat. Like I mean, you're 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 repelling down the buildings and stuff, but it still seems somewhat subdued. That. It, it, I mean, it's almost like a contrast there because, I mean, the, I guess the two symbols of American power would be our military and our our, our economy. Yeah. And to sort of see the two of them contrasted in such, uh, um, you know, to see them in, in, in such a just, juxtaposition, I think that's, I mean, that in a way, that's almost that's representative of America because you've got you've got our military aims and then you've got our financial aims and and right there you're 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 play, you know you're playing with the military right in the middle of of one of our biggest you know our one of our biggest tourist traps <laughs> yeah so yeah so I, I think that's 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 a very good reflection of the country well i don't know if it's a good reflection of the country but i feel like in a way it's an accurate reflection yeah i thought mark was going to say something that's why i was quiet there um, <laughs> no, I, I honestly, y'all hit that pretty well. Yeah, I didn't Ve- really have anything to say. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas, who were good, but um, like, uh, Tom, Tom Clancy, it, I think, does a pretty good job. I just of, don't um, play many Tom Clancy games. Like, I just don't. I'm pretty sure they banned, um, they banned some of his games in Juarez. I think it was the Ghost <laughs> Recon games because it portrayed Juarez in such a bad light. Oh, but man. dude, like I thought, Tom Clancy he was a was a fucking dude. like you know prophet for a minute there. He comes out with a Advanced Warfighter and an Advanced Warfighter two, and then all that bad shit started happening in Juarez around that time. I was like, oh snap! Please, nobody blow up Vegas, please. <laughs> you know, but um, well, I mean the thing the thing about Tom Clancy is that he he's well tuned in at least to sort of the 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 military machine. And I think he's able to sort of extrapolate well as far as, well, if this is the way systems are going now, he can project a few years into the future and be like, okay, you know, you know, this might happen. Um, what was it? I if think this Jim- happens. Yeah, no, I mean, he had. So you know, what, what realm does Splinter Cell? Where, where does that come into the realm of possibility? Please explain that. You know what? Somebody could be Splinter Selling right now. You know what? If if there's a Splinter Cell agent out there, kudos to motherfucking you. Because apparently you save the world and avenge your daughter all on your own time. If you think about it, and this ties into Ghost Recon and Splinter Cell, we have divisions of the government, and the public facing one will be like the CIA, you know, or even the NSA. We have branches of the government whose job is specifically to stop wars and save the world before it needs saving. You know, this is what these these branches of government do, especially the CIA. Like, you know, they gather lots of intelligence, and you think they're just sitting on that shit? And like, no, like, if they know something's going to happen, they try to squash it before, you know, it becomes a, a, a problem. You know, before the American public 
even though these things existed. I can guarantee you, if we really knew what was happening in the world, we would not leave our homes. <laughs> okay. Because there's some serious shit going on out there. Um, but, like, yeah, like, that, like that, and then games like that, like, you know, Splinter Cell, you know, Splinter Cell is one man. But you know what? Sometimes you just need the right man in the right place, and that's what <laughs> Splinter Cell is. Okay. <laughs> And other times you have like Ghost Recon, like you know, like Ghost Recon is like some Steel Steel Team shit, a uh, six type shit, you know. Like the only reason we even like how many operations do they do like that? The only reason we knew about the the you know the um, well actually, what did they call the the operation where they killed Osama bin Laden? I don't even know what they called it. Well, the only reason we knew about that operation is because you know Obama wanted to say, hey, we killed the guy, you know, and that like he like we just wanted to let you know this guy's dead. Is basically what he is, you know, we got him. So well, that's we, why we knew about them at that point, but how many operations do they do? I'm pretty sure they don't do, like, an operation and then take, like, four weeks off, you know? They probably get sent back in the field over and over and over again. And those guys, those are the guys who killed Osama bin Laden, you know? That's some high-level shit. How often are they getting deployed? And you can guarantee that every time they get deployed, it's some high-level shit. How many times have they saved the world, you know? And that's Ghost Recon. <laughs> Ghost Recon is 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 saving the world and making 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 things happen in the world, taking out dictators or people who maybe be, who who may become a problem or maybe somebody who's trading uh, nuclear weapons. You know, that's to, to somebody that we don't want to get them. Like you know, stopping sales of that stuff. That's that's Ghost Recon and. Even though like Ghost Recon always happens in the future, like there's no modern Ghost Recon game because of the tech that they have. Uh, Ghost Recon is supposed to be near future, uh, but yeah, that's type, that's the type of stuff they do. But that that's a reflection of the current military, just not with the cool shit that you know they have, like you know fucking spy drones that turn invisible. <laughs> you know, I I don't want to take away from your argument because I, th- I think on some level you are correct and there's a lot of covert ops going on that we don't know about that are are very effective but at the same time they still haven't found edward snowden oh no and they know where he is do they he's, I, in, I mean, a russian, he's in russia but he's a rush he's in a russian airport he's in international space airspace. so they can't, they I, can't I, get him I, I, they could get him if they wanted oh, to. Oh, they could get him if they wanted to. Let me put it this way. Sam Fisher could get him if he wanted <laughs> oh, to. They could, they could go and get him, but they'd be breaking like international laws. That's why you send somebody like Sam Fisher, and you're like, we have no knowledge of your mission. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Like, Edward Snowden... Oh, here we go. Political talk. Edward Snowden, like, he's, you know, he's a... Everybody has eyes on this guy. And he already told them. He but already if they're so good, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, because if this <laughs> guy actually, if Edward Snowden, Snowden actually goes missing, that like then then people are gonna be like oh, up in arms, like oh where did he go? The U.S. government got him. The guy already spilled the beans. He told the secrets. The only the only reason they actually want him right now is just to put him in jail because of what he already released. It's not like he has some big secrets and mm-hmm. like he's going to trade them to the Chinese government or the Russian government. If that was the case, we'd he's have him Moscow. right now. You know, that's the thing. Even Obama said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to send jets to go get this guy. <laughs> you no, know, but he's, he's trying to screw him on asylum. Oh yeah. Big, big time. But you know, they're not going to make it easy for him, but he's not, 
you know, like it's He's not stupid. That, this is not an ineptitude of the United States. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> this is this Fair is this like he's already spilled the beans. You know, it's already the news is already out. Now they just kind of want to get him for justice or what they call he's justice. Not, he's not a worthy target. He's not a worthy target. Exactly. Well, so, plus if they like killed him, it would be kind of obvious what happened to oh, him. Oh yeah, that would be that would be a huge issue. This guy cannot die. That, he would he would be a martyr. Yeah, everyone would guy, see him as a martyr, and that's horrible. He cannot die. He cannot die. He cannot be mistreated. You know, like it's yeah. Even if he goes to jail, he will have the nicest jail cell. So he's he's not going to Guantanamo, is what you're saying? No, he is not. No, if he does, there would be an uproar. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Like he can honestly, he if anything bad happens to them, it's everyone's going to blame the U.S. So yeah. in a way, though, wouldn't the best thing that he could do be to just off himself? And then he'd live on an infamy. No, as- no. If he offs himself, no, he, he, he he's he's no, he, because he, nobody would believe it. No, but he's not he's not a terrorist. Terrorists do stuff like that. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, he just he just did something that he he's thought just was right. To his life. He just wants to live his life now. Exactly. The best he can. Exactly. But see, that's the thing. Like, they're not gonna send the ghost for him. Oh, well, they can't fuck with his family either. Because if anything happens to his family, exactly. Yeah, everyone... yeah, they're not gonna true, send the true. ghost for them either. But yeah, that's what like Ghost Recon is. Like Ghost Recon, you know, when it first started, it was very, very, like it was like basically what I compare Ghost Recon to. It was like Rainbow Six, but outside, and that, <laughs> <laughs> and that presents a whole other. That presented a whole different type of gameplay because Ghost Recon was a game. As soon as I heard a bullet fly, I dropped to the ground and I was there for about ten minutes trying to figure out where that shit came from. You know, because the the cover was done so well. But now Ghost Recon, well, actually all the Tom Clancy games are more action-based. And Ghost Recon is really about, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could, you know, you could go in Guns of Blazing. I wouldn't recommend it in any Ghost Recon game. But, you know, um, most, Ghost, most Ghost Recon games are about tactics. And that's a huge part of current military operations. It's probably why we're not fighting, you know, more wars right now. <laughs> are there the the covert t- tactics uh, that we see? I'm trying to think if there's any other games that show, I guess, current American values. I don't know current American values because that's only like you know most games don't deal with uh, uh, you know America on that on that level, or they're really fictional, like something like. Actually, I don't even like the crackdown. Doesn't take place in America, does it? I don't think so. The crackdown. No, I don't, think so. I don't know. It would be probably. I guess you can say it does simply because everybody is speaking American English. <laughs> but you know, that could just be localization. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I think let's the last part. A couple, you know, last type of game we want to talk about are like you know. American satire, like GTA and Saints Row. I mean, like, like GTA is more of like I think it's like a commentary, like American commentary. Yes. Whereas yes. Saints Row, at this point, you know, Saints Row three and you know four are like straight up ridiculousness. Like you know, yes. just like they take what America is embarrassed about and put it on Front Street, like dildo bets. Yes, which yeah. are very effective. Very, very effective. It is a very effective weapon. Yeah. You know, like, whereas, you know, yeah, like, things will happen in in GTA, but, 
Saints Row takes it to a whole new level, like, you know, having chariot races with BDSM slaves. That's a Saints Row thing. I don't <laughs> I don't know if that's really something that you see in GTA. You know, chasing somebody chasing somebody down the street with a chainsaw, that's GTA. Yeah. Or just, that or just running like, over that hookers. That sounds like a bad horror movie. Yeah. Well, like, uh, well, you know, actually, I was not a big fan of GTA 4, to be honest with you. Oh, San Andreas? San Andreas, I thought was all right. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I always think San Andreas is 4, but really, it's its own standoff, my bad. Yeah, it's its own standoff. I thought San Andreas was all right, but I actually enjoyed Vice City a lot better. Well, yeah. Um, I think everyone's um, pretty much in agreement that Vice City was probably, like, one of the best experiences I don't know. I think a lot of people think San Andreas is better. Like I hear a lot really? more people talking about San Andreas, but I enjoyed Vice City so much more. And I think, I think it's maybe period. because the level system and shit, maybe, but like... Uh, I'd say, like, I, I don't know. I think it was the time period for San Andreas. It was just more fun. That's what it felt like. Oh, no, in San Andreas, sorry. Um, the time period for uh, Vice City was more fun. Like, I still have the soundtrack. I have the, I have the San Andreas soundtracks. They were awesome. Which is basically just music from like the eighties, you know. But you like you know uh, that San like Vice City was all about was like Scarface meets um, Miami Vice, uh, you know, like that. That's that's what it was, uh, and it, I thought they did a really good job. But yeah, like the, G, the GTA series in general, oh no, it just it, it's it's like American you know commentary, like what's what's happening in America at the time. Um, well, now it is, and even though it doesn't in past in past periods, it still finds a way to 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 bring stuff up. Like I know, like a lot of this 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 uh, this game is supposed to be about you know a falling economy and you know stuff like that. I know you also play as three three players, like, and I'm pretty sure they released way more information than that. But I I don't I don't watch trailers anymore. Because I don't want games to be spoiled by them. I've I, I actually I've been doing that for like the past like year, and games have been incredible for me. <laughs> like, do you not watch gameplay trailers, or do you watch, or do you at I least don't. watch the CG trailers? Nope. Like, nope, 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 none of them. You, you just hear shit's announced, and all right, cool, it's announced. It's announced. Uh, I might watch see a screenshot or two, and I'll buy it. Just like that. <laughs> it keeps your hopes from being high or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. That's why I was not disappointed by Remember Me. I thought it was mm-hmm. all right. I was like, oh, yeah, it was all right. I could see that. Because after, like, I had such high hopes for that game after watching a couple trailers. Yeah, exactly. I don't, that's why I don't watch trailers anymore. I'm hoping it go- Oh, please. I hope that game goes on summer Steam sale. God, I hope that game's on a summer Steam sale. And it, it, was, it was fine. Like, I, was, I was feeling like, well, I don't know, 50 bucks on the game. I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was that bad. I was like, oh, 50 bucks, not, not a bad thing. But, um, I'll throw 20 at it, but not 50. Yeah, well, I don't know. Just got to hit that baller status, Mike. I don't make that kind of money. So you got to hit that baller status. You got to, you got to, there's something you got you to work for, work toward. Nah, I say. I'll uh, just be a stingy bastard. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> because nobody wants to waste money. But yeah, I don't, a lot, like, even like Alien vs. Predator, oh, no, sorry, Colonial Marines. Yeah, I was like, eh, sorry. Right. Don't. I was gonna say, don't insult <laughs> Alien versus Predator by calling it that shit. My the fuck? Like, eh, it's okay. It's not that bad of a game. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, but uh, GTA. Like, I didn't. I did. I was not a fan of GTA Four. You know, I was not a fan of GTA Four mainly because of the driving. 
I did not like the driving in GTA 4, and it really turned me off from the game. But from like from what I played, I also didn't like you know hanging out with people in that game, like you know hanging out with your cousin and then going on the dates with the girl, and you know it was kind of a, a drag for me to do all that, to be honest with you. But see, my my understanding of sort of the progression of GTA 4, and I, I mean fundamentally this applies to all the GTA games, um, is that it was sort of like a representation of like. You know, you come to America with nothing, and then you you climb your way up to dominance. Right. And so I can kind of see how, like, you know, like, oh, you have to go out with the girl and, and do all that. Like, that's part of sort of playing that larger game of, of your, your social ascendance. And so I think, I th- I think that's sort of I, – I, I think that's sort of why I would think, like, GTA in a way is sort of a fundamentally American game. I mean – I mean GTA three. I mean that was really that was really like a Scarface ripoff, or I guess or Vice Vice City Vice City, and right. But but even then, I mean to look at that story where it's like you know you know you you come in and you you take over and and you you know you 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 know by hook or by crook you kind of become the ruling class. I think that's I mean in in a way it's sort of shorthand for the American dream. That is true. I mean, in Vice City and in San Andreas, but I think it showed even more in Vice City where you're just getting out of jail and you're sent to Vice City by your bosses, per se. You know, and you you go there, you take over the city, and then you become the ruler of that city by, well, you you kill the guy who was actually, you know, uh, the, the main crime lord in that city, but uh yeah, like and that and the same thing happens in GTA four and actually I wonder how that's gonna play out in GTA five because like there's three different characters you play as, I think, in the main game. So does one rise to power or none rise to power? Do you just play through the game or not? I even like, you know, Saints Row is like that where you kinda Well, you know, Saints Row is a little different. First of all, Saints Row the first one was a was a truly a GTA clone. Yeah. And then they finally found their footing uh, they started to find their footing in Saints Row 2, and in Saints Row 3, they really found their niche. Like, I think GTA 5 has big shoes to fill when it comes to Saints Row 3. Yeah. Um, they they have big shoes to fill, because that game well, is fucking phenomenal. Well, but I think, in a way, you're kind of comparing different things, because, like like you said before, I think Saints Row, like, Saints Row at this point, I mean, on the surface, they're, they're basically about, like, just ludicrous concepts i mean you know like the the, the dildo bet on the one hand that's just silly <laughs> but on the other hand it is also sort of you know social commentary about like what is our opinion of sex toys and how do they fit into the greater narrative i mean you even get to the point where cliffy b is decrying the game saying like it's a great game except for the fact that you've got this very crass you know this crass casing to it and so you know, and so I mean, in a way, he's only you know he's revering it, but at the same time, he's taking it down. And I think that's kind of I mean, I don't think I think if you talk to the developers, they're not looking to necessarily say anything about American culture. They're just looking to make a fun game, and if that includes you know dubstep guns or mollusk <laughs> guns, you know, then then so be it. They're just looking to do that. But at the same time, I, it's 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 a little easy to kind of. I don't want to say overanalyze, but maybe like, you know, like their, what they consider to be fun is sort of a representation of what we as a society look forward to. And I mean, even then the, the beginning mission, the beginning mission of Saints Row 3 has everybody going out and wearing Saints Row masks to rob a bank. Right. And, 
it's kind of a you know in the, in in the middle of all that as they're robbing the bank and then they you know and the, the, it doesn't go as all as planned but you've got people here who are like oh my god you guys are the saints one they comment on how meta it is that they're wearing their own masks but yeah. then two you've got people there who are like oh hey like can i get your autograph can i get your picture it's it's almost it's a comment on celebrity and fame which is very much a, a part of the american fabric and so it's I, I think though they don't intend it to be sort of a representation of America, it's sort of it's sort of like if you took the Kardashians and made it a video game and amped it up to eleven, that's kind of what you get. And as much as a lot of us may look down on the Kardashians, like it's or some of us may even look up to them. Um it's sort of you know, it's 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 the funhouse mirror reflection of America. That's true. I mean like Saints Row takes everything that I think that's taboo or would be bad and makes you enjoy it. You know, yes. like, yes, you know, as much as sexualized as GTA can get saints road takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah. A whole different level, you know? And it's, you know, like I said, I think they, they pretty much, like I said, they take things that we consider bad and like, why wow, this, this isn't too bad. This isn't really bad. Well, no, I shouldn't say they shouldn't say it's bad, but they help. They make you revel in what you would think is is something that's bad, you know. And that's what Saint, that's what Saints Row, and that's why I think people have so much fun in it because you get to you get to revel in something that's bad, like you know. Yeah, yeah. You you get to take something that's not that's very, definitely not conventional and, and taboo to a degree, and then just parade around with it. And I, I think yeah, there there is some value in that. Yeah, and that's that's the, 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 the I think the good thing about Saints Row. And that's how they different. You know, they made themselves very different as opposed to trying to be edgy. They 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 went over the edge. Which exactly. Is, which is awesome. Oh yeah, totally awesome. <laughs> totally awesome. I think like I think honestly, like it's nice to have a game like that every once in a while come out just to enjoy a game for just being a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it is America now. Saints Row Four, which I got a chance to play a preview of. God, um, I hate you. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can hate me, baby. It's okay. I hate you so. <laughs> you get all the cool fucking toys. Well, you like, know you, what? You Where does get he get all, all those cool wonderful shit. toys? <laughs> Developers mail it to him. He posts pictures of it. I know where he gets it. Yeah, yeah, man. That that Saints Row Four preview actually got me playing Saints Row 3 again. I'm, like, addicted now. The only game I care about now after playing that preview is Saints Row 4. That's the only game I care about playing for the rest of the year. I want to play Beyond Two Souls. That's still on my list. It's on my list, but I don't care about as as much as I do Saints Row 4. (laughs) Like, that, like, the the adding the superpowers in with the gameplay is... It's like Crackdown. That's what I was going to ask. Was it anything like Crackdown 1? Yeah, it's like Crackdown meets Saints Row, dude. God, why did they not ever make a third one of Crackdown? Uh, the second one didn't do too well. It's because they rushed it and they threw tacked on multiplayer. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> well, like, yeah, it's basically and like the way you have to incorporate the powers with the fight, like you know, usually like with powers, like you know, uh, you don't use guns too much, but in these fights, you still have to use the guns while you were using your powers, you know. The super jump and the super speed what they gave me and then there's the ice blast as well. Well it sounds like they just fucking took crackdown and went 
here's even more shit. Oh, and here's some Saints Row Spice to go with it. No, it's actually, they they took Saints Row 3 and put Crackdown Spice in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... Did, did Crackdown have mechs? Crackdown have mechs? Did Crackdown have mechs? No, remember. you were practically... You didn't need mechs. Yeah, you didn't need it. <laughs> but, like, uh, it's funny because, like, I have the Crackdown sitting right here staring at me. It's in my backlog. <laughs> it, Still, like, to it's in your it. backlog? To, to finish it, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that game can honestly just... Yeah. Yeah. And you can get lost just collecting all those goddamn coins. Yeah, you can. Yeah, but, yeah, they're, like... Saints Row 4 is going to be amazing. The whole presidential stuff, which actually I think got Nick on this topic in the first place, um, yeah. the whole presidential aspect of Saints Row, it, in the, at least in the demo, it only lasted for so long. It did yeah. not last that long. Like, um, I mean, you're president for all of, well, well, you play as president for all of, I don't know, 15 minutes before the alien attack. Did any of you ever play Metal Wolf Chaos? No. Do do yourself a favor and Google that shit. It was a Japanese game where you played the president who was trying who the vice president I think was trying to assassinate him to get to be put into the next position, but the president had a fucking mech. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it was like constant like let's party references throughout the entire fucking game and it's just the president in a mech going to town. On the vi- on like the people that are just trying to like kill him and overrun him and shit. That sounds pretty badass, actually. Go. It was an Xbox One. It was an X- I say Xbox One. Xbox Original. <laughs> I hate. I hate. I have to say Xbox Original now. Yeah. <laughs> um, an Xbox Original game. I don't think it ever got released out to America. I think it was a Japanese only title. Yeah, they but that, that shit up was for everybody. That was the shit. <laughs> Yeah, that they that they, they fucked that up for everybody. Now you gotta call the Xbox or you know Xbox Originals. <laughs> or say first Xbox. I don't like Oh this Microsoft. Shit. Yeah, so yeah, that's a, I can't really think of any other games right now. Uh, that really uh reflect on America. Oregon Trail? <laughs> yeah. People don't people don't it's understand that play. They really don't understand that plate. Oregon, Oregon Trail, if you actually play a game and understand, no, they that shit's depressing, it. dude. That shit dude, is... they re-released Oregon Trail for the DS. It was a DS software game. Do you like, still die of really? dysentery? Can you die of dysentery? In yeah. Game? You have to die the polio and shit and all that. <laughs> That's the oh, man, Oregon Trail. That shit was depressing. Like, that was... How far have we come? Like, going from... I, You know, I'm... You know, fuck pissed off boat, boat. when I have to go from like you know Philadelphia to L.A. Oh, fucking six hours, great. That used to be the 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 fucking journey of a lifetime. People people died on that trip. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like you know, they make fucking, it. Was that goddamn boat level? Everyone couldn't fucking swim. <laughs> it was like that. Like you know, you you start level. off like you know you have a whole fucking family by the time you get to the other coast. You gotta watch out, not catch an arrow to the neck. Got to make sure you don't get eaten by wolves in some part of the country. Don't get eaten by bears in some parts of the country. Shit sucked. Mm-hmm. You know? Then you have to go through, like, fucking hell on earth at the time. The fucking, you know, Nevada, Arizona at the time. Jesus fucking Christ, man. I still don't know why people live in Arizona. 
there air is conditioning. No Arizona. Air conditioning. Oh, doesn't isn't Arizona one of those places that gets so hot that sometimes air conditioning will not work because there's not there's not enough moisture in the air? I know I know that they they consume too much water. How do you know they consume <laughs> too much water? <laughs> no, I I think they're one of the places where the, the, they they actually do take too much water that it's almost not worth inhabiting. Really? Oh, just because yeah. yeah. Yeah, like it requires that much irrigation. But, no, but I, I saw I saw a, a show on the History Channel about about air conditioning, the inven- the invention of it, and they showed like the population of the U.S. and it was all in sort of the north eastern co- section of the U.S. spreading kind of eastward, and then as air conditioning came, like everybody started migrating south, and now you've got a bunch of cities in the south that are all hugely populated only because of air conditioning. If not for air conditioning, everybody would still be in the north. Look at the original like NHL teams. That's where everybody would be. That's a good point. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. But you know what? That's a podcast for another time. That is, and <laughs> frankly, a different show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely right about the, that. The Aircast. Yeah, the, the we're gonna we should start like a podcast about random facts and just discuss <laughs> what the world would be like without it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> What would the world be like without air conditioning? Here's a map that Nick drew in Microsoft Paint. Everyone would be skinny because they'd sweat themselves to thinness. No, I'm kidding. That ain't true. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but everything uh, would stink. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> I ain't gonna oh my god! That. You think anime conventions stink now? Good one without AC. No, that's not because the people are fat. That's because they don't shower. Well, that's also because they. That's also because. They sweat in those costumes, and then I'll add no AC to that, and now they're drenched in those costumes, and, and then they don't shower. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it still will be worse because they don't. I'm sorry, a lot of them do not shower. PAX is one of the best conventions that you can go to, like, because for some reason people shower at PAX. It's a very respectable gamer convention. Should they know about the plague? But you know, <laughs> oh, like, that is true. PAX plague is serious. It's serious PAX out plague. there. Yeah, you never heard of Pax Plague? No, because I haven't read of Pax. It's like a bug. It's like basically like every year. Even though this year was not bad, um, I didn't catch it. Like my second year at Pax, I caught it, and it took me out of commission. Mike, out of commission, like for like two days. What the fuck happened? I don't even know what it was. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. I couldn't talk. I I could talk, but I sounded like a zombie. Like it was. <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. I called my boss to call out, and he was just like, uh, okay, I guess you're not coming in, so send me an email. <laughs> like, <laughs> he could not understand what I was saying to him, dude. The fuck you do? Nah, this is, uh, this is, yeah, Pax Plague is serious. But, like, yeah, if you ever go, like, I don't know, that's why I don't like going to Comic-Con, man, like, especially, a, like, a packed Comic-Con, like, in New York. Forget about it. I've always wanted to go to the San Diego Comic Con. That's yeah. probably the worst one to go to. So well, the it's, it's the best one to go to because of how many people are there. It's the worst one. It is so packed. That's the one where they had like those those people hold up the signs. Um, uh, what you call what was it? Uh, Twilight ruined Comic Con like that year. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 
That's that's well, San Diego. Like that's that's honestly like where all the big shit happens though in Comic Con. It seems like yeah, is it San Diego. Seriously, I love comic books, but I'm not that big of a fan to go to a convention for it. Well, like they also like predominantly it's like TV shows too. Yeah. On top of that, so yeah, it's not just comics. It's like a little bit of everything. It's it's entertainment. Yeah, ten bucks says they show off like another DLC character for Injustice at San Diego Comic Con. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. But you know, I have I have to I it has to balance out for me, dude. If it doesn't balance out, like you know, pleasure versus the con, like PAX balance out balances out for me very well. Even though I don't understand why people, it feels like less and less every year people aren't staying after to do the extra stuff. That's what it feels like. PAX? like we yeah, we played that. Well, we didn't play. Well, we watched those people play that awesome game with the joust thing. Yeah. Yeah, like that was uh, like uh, Johann Sebastian Joust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I still want to do that this year's uh, extra too. life. This year's extra life, I want to do that shit. Yes, we should. When? Yeah, yeah. that's November second, but we we still have a lot of planning to do. So okay, I'll, I'll book my flight now. This is a lot yeah, of like, that's the day before my birthday. Oh yeah, well, well, happy birthday! Flight too. Yeah, it should yeah, come happy, out early birthday. That's like, that's like that, I'm like. It's not till fucking November. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll start planning now. Start planning now. Yes. This is a, we're doing a lot of after Mashcast talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna so have to edit this down. Freedom of speech. Yeah, America. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So let's um let's wrap this up. As always, thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> thank you for being American, and thank you for not being American. What if they're not American? American. Yeah, as I'm saying, like we do have international listeners. Thank you very much. We're probably all like, these guys. What the fuck they're talking about, America? It's <laughs> Yeah, but like I said, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud.com slash smash those buttons. We are also on iTunes. So if you want to uh, get the podcast automatically, you just get it right in iTunes. We are on uh, Stitcher Smart Radio uh, for your Android and iOS devices. We are also on Twitter, which is Twitter.com slash smash those buttons. Uh, sorry, it's Twitter.com slash MTB site. It's Facebook.com slash smash those buttons and YouTube.com slash smash those buttons. And so, I guess, oh, what's so just in case you didn't have a way to reach us, there you fucking go. Every freaky outlet, yeah, possible. Yeah, actually, oh, did you want to? We could do a question of the week, Nick. Because we, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Because um, we, we were going to try to bring that back. We're going to bring yeah, back the question of the week. Yeah, are we doing a question of the week? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Yeah, let's say what, what's your favorite? What's your favorite moment of Americana? From recent video game history. Favorite moment of Americana in recent video game history. Okay, like, I can roll with that. Question, right? What do you mean by that? Well, like, I guess like I was saying earlier for Bioshock Infinite, like that moment when you come out and you find, you see the three statues of the founders holding the keys, and it's very... Oh, the key, a sword, and a tome. The hmm? scroll, the, by the scroll, by the oh, sword, okay. by the key. Yes, yes that's correct. Um, yeah, and like that was very sort of like, it was very patriotic. Um, and a little creepy, but patriotic. And so, like, is there ever a moment that you were like, uh, yeah, like, you know, this game imbues me with the sense of Americanism? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So we will roll with that. Yeah. That's our question of the week. We'll put it on Facebook, and then uh, yeah. hopefully you guys will answer, and then we can actually talk about it on the next MASHCast. I just thought of a horrible answer for that question. <laughs> put it on Facebook, and then... No, yeah. I can't even post this on Facebook. This is an after... This is an aftermath moment. Uh, okay. Well, then we'll talk about that. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you guys next time.
Happy Independence Day. Bye, everybody. Don't Do jump. not blow your hands off. For the love of God. Next time oh. I see you guys, I want you to have both hands. And feet. All digits. All members. Thank you very much. Be careful out there, guys. See you.